New Hope Outreach Ministries, making a difference by taking the gospel from word to action. And now, today's message. Thank God for the privilege to worship Him. Hmm. Um, maybe I'm different than most folks, but I don't think so. I think everybody here loves to worship God, but there comes a time where this is not the message. Uh, This is what's flowing in my heart right now. Uh, To where the tools that he was just talking about, we have available to us. Uh, Worship is one of those tools, if you want to call it that. It belongs to you, but it's up to who you want to give it to. And God is due worship and glory all day every day and so I just want to oh lord he's, he's putting me on the spot uh, there's a song called uh, all honor I don't know if it'll be a problem with uh, uh, royalties or anything like that I don't think it will be but I would like to sing that over you if you'll allow me to try to do that um All honor, all glory, all power to you. All honor, all glory, all power to you. Holy Father, we worship you. Precious Jesus, our Savior, Holy Spirit, we worship you. Holy Spirit, we worship you. Holy Spirit, we worship you for fire. We talked about revival a few moments ago, and that revival is within each and every one of us. The fire that is within us is that torch that has been lit by Christ, and therefore you are a living sacrifice set on course and on fire to revive this world through the Spirit of the Lord. As you worship and adore the only living God, you have set on course the kingdom of heaven here in the earth realm. As you choose to worship God and him only, (laughs) you will change the destiny of many out of the hand of the enemy into the kingdom of God forever. Continue to worship and adore the Lord. What's been on my heart is. I think I spoke a couple of weeks ago and it in in. Joshua 24, 15 came up in that discussion. And during this or during that message and during this time this week, I've, I've had a message prepared and I was telling Brother Tony, uh, 
Not only did he change it three times, he changed it last night three times. And, and, and as I was sitting there getting it done, 2149, according to this, I go, you changed this three times. So all that preparation was for me to choose whom I will serve. This is the message. Choose whom you will serve. Like it or not, you are serving someone. And Christ told us there's only two choices. God or mammon. Mammon's going to represent the spirit of this world and antichrist. God is going to represent Jesus, the Christ of God, our Savior, who is due all worship. The enemy's design is to steal, kill, and destroy that worship so that he is elevated. You have a choice to make. Let me begin this. There's three, there's going to be three points for, uh, there's going to be two sets of three points. The first one is uh, Joshua 24, 14, and 15, if you would, um, if you want to put that up there. The first point is to whom you reverence or whom you fear. Now, that last song talked about fear, but it wasn't talking about the fear of reverence. It was talking about the fear of dread and terror not coming upon you. This reverence is what you give spontaneously, willingly to the one that you have chose to serve. So that's the first point. To whom you reverence is whom you will serve. Now, therefore, this is Joshua speaking to the children of Israel. Therefore, fear the Lord and serve him in sincerity and in truth and put away the gods hmm, which your father served on the other side of the flood and in Egypt and serve ye the Lord. It seems like a pattern was that there was always an idolatry. There was always something that was different than serving God wherever men were. And Joshua is saying, and if it seem evil to, unto you to serve the Lord, choose you this day whom you will serve. See, you will serve someone. Whether the gods which your fathers served that were on the other side of the flood or the gods of the Amorites that were in that land of Canaan at that time, in whose land ye dwell, but as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. Point number two, Matthew 6 and 24. Point number two. You cannot serve more than one God. I think a lot of us believe that we can toe the line, go a little bit this way, go a little bit that way, have a little bit of this and a little bit of that. However, this word is telling me you cannot serve two masters. Choose whom you will serve. Jesus says no man can serve two masters for either he will hate the one and love the other or else he will hold to the one and despise the other. You cannot serve. I'll say it again. You cannot serve God and mammon. Like it or not, you are serving one or the other. God or mammon, the system. Mammon is the system, a, a way, a conduct of the world instituted by the God of this world. There's absolutely no in-between status. And Jesus said this in John 14, too. If it were not so, I would have told you. Now, I know I'm talking to the choir, as they say. 
But the thing about when you're talking to the choir, they're also disciples. And they need to be equipped with the knowledge that maybe they take for granted, as we do with our tools at times. We only use a certain amount of tools as opposed to all that we have availed to us. So this session that we're having right now is a refresher. And I'll say even openly, it's also an opportunity for revival to begin in you, in me, in us, to where we're not shutting down, but we're building up. Boy, that didn't come from anywhere except from the spirit of the Lord. There's a reason why people don't come to where we're worshiping God. I don't have all the answers, but I can guarantee you if love is the center of what the church and or the body is presenting, I haven't found too many people that turn away from love. If I'm talking out of the side of my mouth, forgive me, but I guarantee you if love is the issue, and I believe it might be more than we want to give credence to, the doors of our hearts should be open more to those that are in need to receive what we, as Tony so mentioned about our tools, so much that we have to offer. I think we're really facing a crisis, and we're not allowing that crisis to be overcome by the faith in the word of God. And faith works by love. It comes by hearing, but it works by love. Galatians 5, 6. So I'll say it again. If we're having problems with anything, I guarantee you love is the answer. And that love must come from you willingly. And if you're attached to the God of this world, the kind of love you're going to present is not going to be the God of the, of, of the kingdom of God. You have to be connected. This is why you have to choose whom you will serve. You have to be connected to either God 100 percent or you're connected to the God of this world. I just showed you this says no man can serve two masters. You may want it your way to be, I can have a little bit of God and a little bit of the world and I'll be okay. I'm trying to tell you what Jesus said is that is a no-go. Because you're giving something that belongs to him, worship, to someone or something else. He will not, oh, he will not share his glory with any man or any flesh. And the word, I believe, is in 1 Corinthians chapter 1, verse 29, 20, or 31. And he also says that if you're going to glory, glory in him, as opposed to in you or to any else, anyone else. Let me keep going. To serve actually is to be a bond servant. To be enslaved to that person or that entity, whatever, whomever you have chosen to serve. That's in the Hebrew and in the Greek. They're almost identical. Dual uo is the Greek and abad is the Hebrew word. I'm pretty sure there's even a deeper meaning, but that's the, the basis of what I got there. Point three. I already gave you point one and two. Point three. The God you choose to worship, he will teach and guide you in the way 
that he pleases. Either by the spirit of God or by the spirit of error and antichrist. There's no other choices. The psalmist says in 25, in verse 12 through 14, Psalm 25, 12 and 14, what man is he that feareth the Lord, reverences him, prefers him, gives preeminence to him, worships him, humbles himself under his mighty hand? Him shall he teach in the way that he shall choose. His soul shall dwell at ease and his seed shall inherit the earth. The secret of the Lord is with them that fear him, reverence him, not in terror and dread, but lifting up him for who he is, and he will show them his covenant. John 14, 26 and 16, 13 as a combo, the, the same Holy Spirit that teaches you and also guides you will bring you into all truth, for he is the spirit of truth. There's another spirit, as I mentioned a minute ago, 1 John 4, 6. It identifies precisely whom you hear and choose to follow. Now, this is, first, this is by John, the revelator. He's writing and he says, that we are of God. He's speaking to who? Believers. We are of God, born again, filled with the spirit. Possibly, I pray to God you all are and we all are. We are of God. He that knoweth God heareth us. He that is not of God heareth not us. Hereby know we the spirit of truth, for we will hear him, and the spirit of error. You will be able to discern that. Revelation 2.29 says, he that hath an ear, let him hear what the Spirit saith unto the churches. I believe that making a decision for Christ is one thing, but choosing to serve him is another thing. And that is the part that the churches in Revelation have gotten away from, whom they serve. One last point, uh, Proverbs 1 and 7. We were talking earlier, me and Tony, we talk a lot off the uh, yeah, outside and so forth. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge. But fools despise wisdom and instruction. The psalmist says the fool is said in his heart, there is no God. That knowledge is empty. That knowledge is vain. That knowledge is hopeless. God brings hope. Jesus Christ, the hope of glory. So those things that you are doing, when you say that there is no God, you are giving yourself empty hope. There's nothing there. This is the plan of the enemy to get us to have a mindset that we don't have knowledge of who God is in our lives and for our lives, why he came and why he's here. His design is to deceive you into believing that God doesn't even exist or that he doesn't care or is able to do anything in your life that validates that he is the only living and true God. That is the spirit of error that causes separation, degradation, and hopelessness in a heart and a life. And our ears are open 
to receive that if we do not receive that from the Spirit of God. As he says, we are of God. He that knoweth God heareth us. If we've closed our ears to hearing the Spirit of God, the Spirit of truth, not the Spirit of error, we are shutting down the very life that God, the Spirit, is trying to give to us. And I'll say it like this, though, because Tony made a very good point. We already have it in us. However, we're not serving him in it or with it. Does that make sense? Because we know that we're his. But the next step is to serve him willingly. As Paul opened many of his uh, epistles as a bond slave, as a slave, as a servant unto Christ, in Christ. Wow. <laughs> what does the Bible say is the whole duty of man? The preacher said in Ecclesiastes 13, the Amplified Version, I'm sorry if I didn't give that to you. Ecclesiastes 12, 13. Fear the Lord. When all has been said or done or heard, the end of the matter is fear God. When you fear God, you worship him. This is the description that the Amplified Version gives. This is why I like it. When we're not talking be under somebody's thumb. We're talking about being reverent, lifting up our holy hands unto him, giving all honor, glory, and power which is due unto his name. The glory, therefore, is his. So we willingly give it. We worship him with awe-filled reverence, knowing that he is almighty God. And keep his commandments, for this applies to every person. Psalms 100 in verse 2 is the point to choose to serve the Lord with gladness. I guess what I'm, the way that I'm projecting this, this message is one of a hammer. But I guarantee you I'm not giving you the hammer. I'm hammering the spirits that are coming against us and with, helping us to withhold what belongs unto God which is us. Let's pray. Father, right now, I thank you. We'll take authority over the enemy that would come to steal, kill, and destroy, that would try to withhold or keep us captive in our mind, that we will not receive the word of truth to be set free and to serve you openly and willingly in all areas of our life, that you be glorified for all that you have done and will do and continue to walk in our lives uprightly. I pray we do also in Jesus' name. Serve the Lord with gladness. Come before his presence with singing. See, if we don't have a desire to come before each other and come before God singing and in gladness that we're in him, we've been shut off from the pipeline, if you, if you want to say it like that, of worshiping him. It's a choice. And that choice is set before us every day, all day, to choose to serve him. 
this is why God wants us to have our eyes and our ears open to choose to serve him. Because if and when we do, he then reciprocates with all of him at our disposal to destroy all the works of the enemy and to elevate the kingdom of God here in the earth realm. I heard that. There's a challenge. Is there someone in your life that you want to have here with you? Not to hear Fred, but to hear the Spirit of the Lord and to be in the body and to have a part in that and to serve the Lord with gladness. I challenge you to have that person in prayer, in your mind, in your heart, and then look for God. See, you can't come to me and tell me something about what God has done for someone else and then say he will not do it for me. Because what that tells me is that's the spirit of error. God is not a God of partiality. It's in our heart to believe him or not. That's the issue. Whether we agree with the word that we're praying and believing for. So the challenge is, you want these things, these seats filled? God said they would be filled. I remember when he said it through me. I guarantee you then, his part is already done. Guess what? What's the other part that's left? Whomever you want to have in here, you begin to pray. And trust God and believe that it's already done because the word I believe he said yes last week. Pastor John, he hears you before you even pray. And he's already got the answer for you. I said put some feet to your belief. Test it. Prove me now. I believe that's what Theo said. So why are we having these words and putting them off to the side or saying, well, you know, that was for someone else? Oh, surely there's too much for that to actually happen. Do you realize the barriers God would have to go through? That person's mind is, is hard and there's no way in the world that he could possibly get through to that one. He got through to you. <laughs> he got through to me. Surely he is capable. Trust him. Agree with him. Partner with him. Worship him and already give him the glory for what it is that you prayed for. Believe it. Walk in it. Start telling people about it in the name of Jesus. It is so because he said so. If you want revival, use what you have. As if it is revived. Take your authority. Well, don't I need to know? See, what you need is already, as, as Tony has said, you already have. Now, use it. I don't think I'll be invited back, but I don't care. Because the, the world treats us as wimps. The, the world treats us, and we then treat ourselves as if we're the ones that should be stepped on. And without, and not, we're not in authority. 
And so we agree. Truly, I'm making too much of this. Really? Then why are these seats empty? Why are marriages and homes being wrecked and torn apart? Why are children on drugs and or not listening to parents? Why is suicide so high in everybody, every range? Older people are ending their lives, etc. Can we not with dispel or withhold or hold back the darkness? We're the light. Oh. Choose whom you will serve. Matthew 16, 24, point three. I think this might be the biggest reason. <laughs> point three is to choose to deny yourself and follow Christ. What do you mean, deny myself? I'm all that in a bag of chips, as they said back in the day. So for me to deny me would be 180 degrees from the reality of truth. I'm all that. I believe that's one of the biggest problems. Jesus then said unto his disciples, if any man will come after me, let him deny himself and take up his cross and follow me. John 14, 6. I'll just keep going. John 14, 6. Jesus saith unto him, I am the way, the truth, and the life. In those three state statements, is showing direction. Jesus is saying, I am the direction, the way, the truth, and the life. What is the destiny? No man cometh unto the Father but by me. Following after Christ, you're following after him to enter into the kingdom of God where the Father is in full authority. Choosing to follow any other God than God, the creator, leads you into error. This way of error is to choose to reverence and serve self above all things. The reason being for error in the, is, <clears throat> the reason being for the error is the nature ways and the power of the God of self is what I call it self-centeredness and pride you remember in Isaiah 14 verses 12 through 14 where five times the enemy said that I will I will I will that's what selfishness and self-centeredness and pride is all about that's the nature that the spirit of error gives to everyone to live out their lives selfishly not childlike but selfishly 
preferring yourself above all others. See, if, if God preferred himself above all things, he would not have come while we were in sin, yet in sin for us. He willingly gave himself wholly for us. And that is the spirit and the likeness that we should in not only have, but use on this side of glory. Let's go. The devil has deceived and blinded the minds of many with empty promises that he cannot keep. And the rewards that they will receive is an eternal and just destiny, not with the Father, but of separation from God for choosing not to accept or to choose Jesus as the Christ of God and the gospel as your Lord and Savior. 2 Corinthians 4 and 4. The plan of the enemy is to blind your mind so that you will not receive the knowledge of God and or execute it. Have faith in it and overcome all the powers of the enemy. In whom the God of this world hath blinded the minds of them which believe not, lest the light of the glorious gospel of Christ, who is the image of God, should shine unto them. Or we showed you that. Choosing the world and not his Christ, meaning Christ, God's Christ, is to choose to be an enemy of God. When I was reading this, I looked at James, the fourth chapter, the Amplified Version. And I, and I said, well, okay, if I, if I choose, I'm not saying for me or you, if I choose to serve myself and or the spirit of error, what's wrong with that? I mean, look out. I mean, what's wrong with me having my way or doing my thing? It's okay. Wouldn't it be all right? It should be okay. Well, I, you know, I got rights. I should be able to express myself the way I so desire. If you were in any other world where God is not existing, yeah. But because he does exist, remember Hebrews eleven six. But without faith, it's impossible to please him. For those that come to God must believe that he is. So he is. So because he is, now that he has said, there's no man can serve two masters. You can only serve one. And he is one and there's the other one. Mammon. You are like unfaithful wives. Having illicit love affairs with the world and breaking your marriage vow to God when you and I decide to follow after self the spirit of error, or any other way that we so desire other than to be faithful to God that we said, as born-again believers, is our God. Does that make sense? Okay, I'm keeping going. Do you not know that being the world's friend is being God's enemy? So whoever chooses I think the title of this is choose whom you may serve, whom you just will serve. 
So whoever chooses to be a friend of the world takes his stand as an enemy of God. Now that can change in a heartbeat. It's called repentance. Father, forgive me. I went down the wrong road. I accepted myself greater than I should have. And I and I yield now to you in the spirit right back in fellowship in the sense that you're never left. But anyway, right back in the place in the position where you should have always been anyway. I always say that wrong. So apologize for that. James is saying you have been seduced into an illicit and destructive non-covenant affair via the lust of the flesh, the eyes and the pride of life. And you have chosen to serve and or follow the eternally defeated world and system by turning your back on God's Christ to become a friend of this world. I said a mouthful, I know. Moving on, choosing to deny God's Christ as Lord and choosing to continue to follow and serve in the ways of the world and mammon to follow the God of this world has an expected end. There is an expected end of the world and the operating system backed by the devil called Satan and his cohorts. And the actual earth itself will be justly and eternally separated from God. First John chapter two, verse 15 through 17. It's amazing that John says in, in verse 15, love not the world. And yet our hearts sometimes are pulling toward loving the things and the activities and the ways and even the, the, the lusts of the flesh, the eyes and the, the pride of life of the world. Because it temporarily feels and the senses are heightened because of sin. John says, love not the world, neither the things that are in the world. If any man love the world, the love of the father is not in him. For all that is in the world, the lust of the flesh the, and the lust of the eyes and the pride of life is not of the father, but is of the world. You cannot serve God and mammon. And the world passeth away. And the lust thereof. So those temporary feelings and heightens of things or whatever you're in the midst of or desire or partake in. They're all going to pass away. They're just temporary, but they have an eternal consequence. But he that doeth the will of God abideth forever. Again, repentance is the key. Let me keep going. Revelation 21, 1, just in case you want to know that the world is going to pass away. John Revelation, Revelator says, and I saw a new heaven and a new earth for the first heaven and the first earth were passed away. And there was no more sea. The expected end. I'm moving very quickly. Revelation 20, verse 10 through 15. And again, I know I'm talking to the choir. <laughs> but you know what? I think I believe God says, you know what? I know the choir, too. So and again, whoever's here to include me, <laughs> this message, if it's not doing anything for you, you know, talk to God about it. 
because he changed it on me more than one time. Revelation 20, verse 10 through 15, the final place of separation from God and his goodness, his eternal love, and finally his presence for those that choose not to accept and serve Jesus, the Christ of God, and choose to serve the God of this world. Verse 10, and the devil that deceived them, <laughs> I guess I need to read that again. And the devil that deceived them into believing that there is no God, there's no need to be in God, there's no need for a savior, there's only this life, etc. There is no eternal, eternal, eternity with God, no presence of God with you. <laughs> and the devil that deceived them was cast into the lake of fire and brimstone, where the beast and the false prophet are and shall be tormented day and night forever and ever. He's setting the stage for all that would follow after him and believe in him and choose to serve him in the spirit of error and antichrist. And I saw a great white throne and him that sat on it, from whose face the earth and the heaven fled away, and there was found no place for them. Verse 12, and I saw the dead, small and great, stand before God, and the books were opened, and another book was opened, which is the book of life. And the dead were judged out of the things which were written in the books according to their works. Verse 13, and the sea gave up the dead which were in it. You see, no one's going to escape this. And death and hell delivered up the dead which were in them. And they were judged, every man, according to their works. Verse 14, and death and hell were cast into the lake of fire. This is the second death. Now, this is what you need to understand, and this is what we need to have love for the others, those that we, as disciples of Christ, may come in contact with. We want to give them the message of the gospel of Jesus Christ so that they will not end up in this verse 15. And whosoever was not found written in the book of life was cast into the lake of fire. To have your name written in the book of life is to accept Jesus as the Christ of God. If you choose or have chose or chosen this world, its system, and the nature of pride and self-centeredness, you will reap the prescribed eternal destiny, as I just described in Revelation 20, verse 10 through 15. Because God is not a man that he should lie, nor the son of man that he should repent. If he has said it, then he will also do it. I'm going to close it. Yes. I pray that uh, the message that I've sent was one that probably no one wants to hear. But everyone needs to hear. Because sometimes the fire that we already have within us just needs to be fanned. Not for fear to creep in and have us in dread. But for those that do not know who Christ is and we desire for them to know them, know him. And miss going to that great white throne judgment and enter into Christ and into the kingdom of heaven forever.
I'm done. Anybody? Uh, I think we need to pray for uh, a couple of folks. I got a message earlier that someone had, has a broken nose. Uh, I think it was Tiffany. And uh, there's other folks that are missing that may have in incidents. So I'm going to pray for that. But I feel led also to offer Jesus as the Christ of God. If there's anyone here that does not know Jesus as their Lord and Savior, this is a great opportunity for you to settle that issue of whom you will serve and begin to walk the walk of faith in him. If we can have any kind of music, that would be great. Thank you all for putting up with my singing. But I believe that God wanted you to hear the words so that you'll stir yourself to worship him continually. Believe it or not, he sings over you and I. So join in chorus with him. And if you're the one that says, ah, I can't even hold a, a note or whatever, you know, put a note in a bucket, I can't even carry that. It doesn't matter. It's your heart that he's interested in. Let's pray. Father, thank you for this message. Thank you, Lord, that it's been offered to us to choose whom we will serve, and it's up to us to decide who we're going to follow and give ourselves unto wholly, spirit, soul, and body. There's no in-between. There's no wishy-washy. <laughs> it's either for God or against God. It's either for the spirit of error or against the spirit of error. And we're praying, Father, right now that we, we as born-again believers, are for you. And we've said today that we want revival. So therefore, I pray the fire that is within us will stir to serve you, to be revived, to, made, to be made alive, to go forth in this lifetime, not to be the five foolish virgin, virgins, not prepared, but to be those five wise virgins, prepared for when you crack the sky if we leave this earth earlier to ride with you father we're grateful for your word that covers us and is upholding us all things we pray healing for those that have been injured praying for tiffany and her nose that it's healed and that none of the swelling or anything that may cause her not to be able to breathe that she will breathe correctly and without any inhibition. There's no cosmetics that needs to be need to be done. That you are a faithful healer and that she receive it all. We pray again for Pastor John and his family. I praise you, Lord God, as you're continually with him and walking with him as he goes through all that he goes through. That you are faithful and already has healed him and that he will stand uprightly before you with continually. I pray the comfort of the Holy Ghost for the household and his family, that all things will be met, that the love of God is also undergirding them as they become faithful witnesses every time they go into that hospital or any place to a doctor's office. Let the light of their, of their heart gloriously shine and draw many unto you. Praying for his daughter, 
this is new to me, so would you be willing to stand in prayer for your mom? Yeah, please. Lord, just put her on my heart. 